Hello, and welcome back to the eTribe podcast series. Today, we're doing something a little different. I'm not interviewing anybody, but rather than that, we're going to focus on really useful tools that can change the way you do things, make you more effective, and make you more impactful, and at the same time, save you a lot of time and save you a lot of money. Those of you who know me personally, or those of you who have been listening for a while, knows that I'm a tools freak. I research tools, I test out different tools, and I always pick ones that are cost-effective, preferably free or almost free, but that also give me a lot of value. In this episode, I handpick 12 of the tools and tricks that I use really on daily basis to just be better and save money. If you want to do things more impactfully and more efficiently, this episode is for you. Also, don't worry about taking notes or figuring out how to find all these tools All the tools that I'm mentioning are going to be listed with the relevant links and explanations on theetribe.com forward slash tools. So let's get started. You're listening to the eTribe podcast series, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passions and become better at what they do. I'm Isar Matis, a serial entrepreneur myself and I'm sitting down with other members of the E-Tribe, entrepreneurs, e-commerce experts, e-marketers, and other e-people. We come from different industries and different places around the world. Together, we discuss challenges, solutions, lessons learned, and tools which help us be more effective and make an impact in our world. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the E-Tribe. This is your host, Isar Metis. And as promised, today we're doing something different, but really interesting and with a lot of day-to-day value. Many of you approach me through email or social media and ask me which tools I use for this, which tools I use for that. I also got a lot of responses after a few interviews that I've done with other podcasters on how to save time, how to save money, which tools I'm using, how do I become more efficient at my day-to-day work, especially now when we're at home with corona and kids and a lot of other issues to deal with. So I decided to do this episode and really share with you some of the tools and tricks that I use on the day-to-day. And I promise you, I literally promise you that by the end of this episode, you will learn a few things that you did not know before that are going to make you more effective and are going to save you time and are going to save you money. So I don't think a lot of promises like that are made on podcast, especially on one single episode. So with that promise, let's dive right in. The first thing I want to talk about is how to manage your time. Time management is critical to success in any project, and it doesn't matter whether that's a business project, a personal project, or anything else that you're trying to achieve. And again, right now when we have kids at home and everybody stay at home and our spouses and so on, makes it a lot more difficult to stick to a schedule and do what we wanted to do. So I do two things in order to allow myself to be more effective during the entire week. The number one thing that I do is I use Trello. I don't know if you know Trello, but Trello is a task management tool. In the corporate business world, a lot of people use Asana or Jira or Monday or Slack. So if you ever heard any of these names, they're all set up in order to allow you to set up different tasks and prioritize them and manage either your individual time or team's time and so on. The benefit of Trello is that it's absolutely free. So it's missing some of the bells and whistles of some of the other platforms that I mentioned, 
but it's not going to cost you anything. The other beauty is that it's extremely easy to set up. You define different boards, so basically different topics you want to manage, and then you define statuses or different columns in which you want to manage your task. And I'll tell you exactly how I do this. I have one very long to-do list with things that I want to do. I have stuff that I'm doing today, so that's my second column. I have stuff that's waiting on somebody else. So let's uh, imagine as a second that I need to renew my insurance policy and I've sent the email to my insurance agent. Now I'm waiting for his response. So that's going to be in the third column of waiting for somebody else. And then the last column is done. That's it. Very simple. Now the trick is how to use these four columns. So what I do is every time I have a new task, whether it's day or night, I just add it to the list. I add it to the list immediately as I think about it. And because this thing has a mobile app, it's literally as I think about it. Sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, when I have an idea, I'm like, oh my God, I need to remember to do this. I just go and add the task to Trello. Every morning and sometimes every evening, I go back to Trello and I look at the list and I reprioritize the list. Basically, what I do is I put on top the things that I think are currently the most important and I drag them to the top of the to-do today area. In the to-do today area, I reprioritize again. I look at the things that I wanted to do yesterday that I didn't get to do, and I decide if they're still important or not. If they are, they're at the top of the list. If something else is currently more important, then it's going to appear above it at the top of the same list. The benefit of this system is that it allows you to focus on the things that are going to get you the most amount of value or benefit for that particular day, and it allows you to really balance between urgent things and important things. Usually, we get to do mostly urgent things, and then the important don't ever get done. And this way, it allows me to balance the two things. Again, the beauty of this right now with corona and kids and stay home and so on, we don't get to complete all the tasks we wanted to do here every day. I don't. If you do, you're a much better person than I am. But what I do get to do is I get to complete the ones that were most critical to get done that day. And that really makes a difference as far as the impact of the work that I do, whether it's for personal stuff, whether it's taking care of the house or different things that the house needs, like insurance, as I mentioned, or stuff that I want to do with my kids or things that I need to do for work. It allows me to balance all of those and just be more effective and more impactful with every minute that I actually am doing something productive. Another big issue right now with the fact that everybody's at home and not being at an office is being able to block longer periods of time to focus on something specific. The way I do this is in a combination of two things. One is using a calendar. I use Google Calendar because it's free and it has all the tools that I need, but you can use any other calendar that you want. What I do is I set up a meeting with myself to very important tasks that I need to complete. I treat these meetings as if I'm meeting a new potential huge client, a CEO of a partnering company or a potential investor, meaning nothing moves that meeting. I shut up my phone. I don't look at WhatsApp messages. I don't check email. I'm focused on the particular meeting for the amount of time that I set for myself. I know many of you will jump and say, well, my kids will bug me. I will get this and that to do from my spouse. I have to fix the dishwasher, etc." All I can tell you is the third component that has to do after prioritizing and setting specific meetings on the calendar is communication. 
The same thing is true in your organization or company that you work for, but it's also true in your house. The fact that I'm recording a podcast midday with a spouse and three kids at home that usually shoot Nerf guns, run around, jumping up and down the stairs, play basketball, but I can still record quietly is because it was planned and communicated with the rest of the family. So if recording a podcast and getting a total quiet time in a house with three young kids that have been locked inside for too long is possible, everything is possible. It's just a matter of prioritization, setting up the meeting, committing to it, and communicating it to the rest of the people around you. Since we started talking about Google, I want to touch on another Google-relevant point, and that's email. Many of us use Gmail as our email addresses, and that's fine and dandy, but once you want to look a little more professional, you want your email address to be at the relevant name of the business that you want to run. People think that's really complicated to do, or they need like an IT company to set it up. That's not true. It's actually extremely simple, and you can do that with Google for Business. It costs only $6 a month to get a professional email address on Google, and then you can set it up to whatever domain that you want. A little trick there that can save you money is if you want multiple email addresses, you will have to buy each one for $6 per month. So let's say you want your name at yourbusiness.com, but you also want support at yourbusiness.com or customer service at yourbusiness.com or marketing at yourbusiness.com. There's a little trick that can save you a lot of money, and that's to use aliases within the Google platform. So in reality, what happens is you really have one inbox, but you have different names under the same domain, all going to the same inbox. This means that you can send and receive emails to all the examples I mentioned before, while still paying Google only $6 a month. Definitely worth it. So how do you do that? There's a lot of things I'm not going to share on this particular episode, because otherwise it will be the longest episode in podcasting history. Just Google how to add aliases to a Gmail account and you'll be able to find many videos that can show you how to do that. But now there's a different topic that relates directly to that. I said that I can connect a Gmail account, a professional Gmail account to my domain name. But how do I get a domain name? So I assume many of you have domain names, either one for their business or some because they thought they're going to start a business or something that they thought about. Many of us, including myself for many years, buy domains on GoDaddy. That's right. They made a huge name for themselves. They invest a lot in marketing. And to be honest, they have a good platform that's easy to use and has a lot of bells and whistles. The downside for somebody like me, a starting entrepreneur or small business, they are a lot more expensive than many other options. So for years, I paid GoDaddy without even looking at how much I'm paying for the various domains that I'm operating or that I bought sometime in the past because I thought I'm going to use it. About six months ago, I got an email about a renewal of one particular domain, and it was $35.98. And it was the first time it hit me. I've been paying them a hell of a lot of money for domains I'm not even using. But it was a really good domain name. It's probably worth a lot of money, at least according to GoDaddy, it's worth a lot of money. So I'm like, I don't want to lose it, but I don't want to pay $36 every year to GoDaddy to maintain a domain I'm not even using. So I started looking for different options. After researching most of the market and looking at all the major companies, I found a company that has a great user interface, really easy to use, has great customer service, and as important as all the other things, they're significantly cheaper than GoDaddy. That company is Porkbun. 
So to make it specific and to understand how much money I'm saving because I'm moving all my domains to Porkbun, I recently received an email from GoDaddy for renewal for five domains I have renewing at the end of April. Yes, I know the common person don't have that many domains, but even for one, it's worth doing. So I had three domains renewing for $17.99, so just $18 basically, two domains renewing at $35.98, again, basically $36, for a total of $125.93. That does not include privacy protection, which would have cost me $10 more for each of those domains, for a total of a whopping $175.89. Transferring these domains to Porkbun, including the first year of holding these domains, cost me $42.80, which means I just saved $133. And that's just on the renewal of the domains that were about to expire at the end of April. So then you're probably wondering, well, you know, yes, it's a decent amount of money, but it's not that crazy, especially for a business. And I don't want to go through all the hassle of figuring out how to move it over. I can tell you after I've done it, and I'm definitely not a rocket science, that it's really easy to do. I'm going to post the exact instructions on the show notes at theetrap.com forward slash tools. Okay, so now we've covered prioritization, how to set up meetings, how to communicate, how to set up emails properly that they have a real email address versus at gmail.com, and how to save a lot of money on domains. Let's move to the next thing. And the next thing is, how do we communicate with other people? So right now, everybody communicates with other people using Zoom. Those of you who haven't used Zoom to communicate in the past uh, month or so probably live on a different planet, but Zoom is a video conferencing platform, and they do have a free plan that you can sign up for. The free plan allows you to have a meeting with a limited amount of people for up to 45 minutes, which is not bad at all. But I think that it's important to mention that there's other options out there other than Zoom. As an example, Google has their own similar platform that is called Google Hangouts. Due to the coronavirus and stay-at-home situation, Google made Hangouts, professional version, available to everybody for free. Yes, for free. That has no time limit on the meetings. You can add up to 250 participants per single call. And people who are just viewers and not real participants in the call can be up to 100,000. So even if you want to run a webinar, you have a tool that runs a webinar of up to 100,000 people for free. And of course, you can record the meetings and they go to your Google Drive that are easy to access and you can then send it to anybody or use it for different things like social media posts, etc. And speaking of social media, I assume most of you as business professionals use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an extremely powerful tool if you know how to use it properly. But part of the problem of using LinkedIn, like any other tool when you're doing it manually, is scaling. Let's say you're launching something new for your business and you want to share it with a lot of relevant individuals. Yes, you can run a search and filter it by different things and find the exact profile of the people you want to contact. But now you have to write a message to each and every one of them. It takes forever, even if you copy and paste the message, just changing the first name so it will say, hello, David, rather than hello, Jenna. If you want to send it to 2,000 people, you will spend the next week copying and pasting and changing first names. That's impossible to do. You have better stuff to do with your time. So not surprisingly, there are many tools built to do exactly that, to automate processes around and integrated with LinkedIn. 
the one that I'm using, just because it's a great cost-effective solution, it doesn't break the bank, but it gives a lot of benefits, is Octopus CRM. Octopus CRM allows you to automate a lot of the LinkedIn-related processes when you do have something new to share with the world, when you're trying to go your network, when you're trying to get to a specific profile of people, and you don't want to spend your time copy and pasting stuff. It also has some more advanced features that allows an actual sequence of when somebody replies to your connection request, you can send them specific messages and you can even connect it with an actual CRM that you use in order to track different people, users, suppliers, etc. Some people would say, oh, this is cheating. This is not really personalized. I'm trying to build real relationships with real people and engage with them. But all I'm saying is this is a great starting point because you would have copied and pasted that message 250 times a day. You just would have spent a lot of time doing it. Afterwards, you can engage personally with each and every one of those people that actually responded and has a real interest in what you have to offer. I mentioned that it's possible to connect Octopus CRM to other CRMs. I call them real CRM. CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. It's basically a platform that allows you to save all the communication and all the relevant documentation that you have with a specific supplier or client. There are probably hundreds of CRM platforms out there and probably 20 really good platforms out there. Some of them are relatively cost-effective. Some of them are for large corporates and have a million bells and whistles and cost a hell of a lot of money. But even here, there's a little trick. The trick is that there's one company called HubSpot. HubSpot actually provides a fully integrated marketing solution that does a million other things, but they also have a CRM at the core of their solution. And their CRM is free, absolutely free. It doesn't limit the amount of clients you put in there. It doesn't limit the amount of users you can put in there. It has a lot of effective fields that you can use. And it's basically more than you need for probably 95% of small businesses. And to be honest, probably large businesses as well. So why is it free, you're asking? Nothing comes for free. Well, once you're in their CRM, the assumption they make is that you're probably going to use the rest of their tools, which are fantastic, by the way. And this way, they're going to make their money. But remember, the whole point of this episode and the article that's going to be connected to it is to give you links and resources on how to do things on the cheap and still be effective. So where I'm going with this is you can still use the free HubSpot CRM and connect it with other tools that do most of the things or some of the things that the big HubSpot platform does for significantly less money. A good example is our Octopus CRM. So how does Octopus CRM and email solutions and automation tools and so on connect to HubSpot CRM? They all connect using one single tool, which today is more or less the glue of the marketing world in the internet, which is called Zapier. So what is Zapier? Zapier is a tool that allows you to take a parameter from one piece of software and transfer it in the right format to another piece of software. So let's use the example I just mentioned of getting people from LinkedIn through Octopus CRM and having them registered in HubSpot CRM so I can track everything that I do with them in the future. Zapier will know how to take the information from Octopus CRM and automatically, with no effort on my end, register it on HubSpot CRM. I need to set it up once 
and forget about it. And all the relevant parameters that I've defined, like first name, last name, company, email address, every information that's available is going to be available on the other software. The same solution can be used for so many different things, like grabbing information from various software that you're using, dropping it into Excel that you can run different calculations over there, et cetera, et cetera. It's really endless. It sounds complicated, but it's not. They've made it extremely simple. You basically search for one solution, you search for the other, you list the parameters you want to transfer, and you are done. From that moment on, no more copying and pasting, no more forgetting to copy and paste and losing information along the way. Everything just happens automatically without you having to do a thing, and it's very, very cost-effective. Going back to automation tools that allows you to communicate with a lot of potential clients without having to copy and paste things a million times. So I told you I use Octopus CRM for LinkedIn. There are obviously similar solutions for any platform out there. Probably the most advanced and most interesting one that uses Facebook Messenger as its way of communication is called ManyChat. ManyChat is an extremely powerful platform that allows you to build chatbots, which is basically automated messages that goes through Facebook Messenger. And these can include almost anything, things like actual specific messages, forms, buttons, calendar events that people can book specific times for, uh, images, videos, and so on. It's also fully integrated with Facebook, obviously, so you can get information about specific individual when they reply from their profile. And how much does it cost to use this amazing tool? Absolutely nothing for most of us. Once you get bigger and you want to do some more sophisticated things and you want to be able to sell things directly through Messenger and you want to be able to send SMS messages through the same thing and not just Messenger, then it costs a whopping amount of $10 a month, which is still practically free. You would spend that in McDonald's. Those $10 will take you up to 500 people you can communicate with every month. So now that you are able to engage with people on LinkedIn using Octopus CRM or on Facebook using ManyChat, now you need to be able to send them somewhere. That somewhere in many cases is a landing page. A landing page is basically a unique page that allows you to communicate a very specific message to the people that you send there. This could be an information about an event. It could be an information about something that you're selling. It could be information about you, depending on the specific need of the campaign that you're running. Again, there are probably hundreds of landing page tools out there. There's probably 20 good platforms that allows you to build landing pages. But there's one tool out there that's called ConvertKit. ConvertKit is mostly an email automation platform but it also allows you to build landing pages. It's not really sophisticated. It doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles. But going back to the core of the reason of this particular episode, ConvertKit has a free version, yes, free, that allows you to build landing pages and capture people's emails with those landing pages. Those emails are then populated into a CRM within ConvertKit. They use a similar concept to what HubSpot are using. ConvertKit assume that if you use that and you populate your CRM with people, you will also use their email automation tools in order to send emails to your clients and communicate with them after they've signed up in your landing page. To be fair, I highly recommend that. That's what I use. But to be loyal to the reason of this particular episode, 
you can again connect the information from the CRM within ConvertKit using Zapier that we discussed before to any external tool that you wish. I don't want to get too specific and too technical and talk about tools that I use for the blog or the podcast. I will list them on the page that I mentioned before, which is theetribe.com forward slash tools. But before I let you go, I do want to mention two additional tools that I use regularly that provide a lot of value. One of them is called Canva. Canva allows you to create really good-looking professional designs for landing pages, for infographics, for pictures for your Facebook and LinkedIn posts, etc., etc. And it's free unless you want to use the professional version, which has some more bells and whistles. And now that you have your images and you want to create specific content that goes with them, you would need to do some keyword research for SEO purposes. If this is a little too technical for you, you can just close your ears for the next 15 seconds or go la, 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 la. But if you do want to do SEO, the two most common tools that people use today who are doing this professionally is Ahrefs and SEMrush. There's a few others, but again, they cost a hell of a lot of money. There is, however, a keyword research tool that is 100% free and that does a really great work, and it's called Ubersuggest. Ubersuggest is a tool that was developed by Neil Patel, who is a SEO and digital marketing guru, and he provides that tool, again, for free in order to get people to his website and buy his specific services. He has a bunch of other relevant tools on his website, but the one that I really think is invaluable to anybody who wants to start creating content and does not want to invest in really expensive SEO research tools would be Ubersuggest. That's it for today. I really hope this provided value to all of you, at least in one of the tools that I mentioned, if not in some of them or some of the tricks and the way I'm using some of the things. As I mentioned, you can find links and explanations and some additional descriptions and some additional tools on theetribe.com forward slash tools. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, enjoy the extra time with your kids. That will go away eventually and we'll regret if we don't do this. And until next week, have a great week. Hey, Tribers, I hope you enjoy this great interview. If you have, please share this with your friends and your colleagues. If you'd like access to similar content or you would like to get the notes and the resources mentioned in this interview, please visit us at theetribe.com where you can find other great interviews like this one, as well as many resources and tools which can help you grow or start your business. We would love it if you would join the eTribe, either as a member or as a contributor. You can do that on the website as well. I hope you would listen to us next time, and until then, have a great day.